protecting your assets for the next generation. You're listening to The Strong Room, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room. I'm Peter Watts. On Tuesday afternoon, the Minister of Finance, Bill Morneau, will bring in his latest federal budget. After months of consultations, we'll see more of the rules that will be of interest to clients of Macmillan Estate Planning, particularly small business owners. There has been a national uproar since last summer over the Liberals' plan to tax income. This despite representation on behalf of business owners by the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Senior policy analyst Ashley Zai joins us to talk about this. There are a number of important priorities we are bringing forward this year. Um, first and foremost, we really need to address the unfair and unclear tax changes. Um, we are also also asking for incentives for to recognize innovation in small and medium-sized businesses, as well as incentives for hiring youth. But more, most importantly, we are focusing on the tax changes, so not only the income sharing rules, but also the passive investment rules that we expect actually to learn more about in uh, fe- the February 27th budget. All right, let's take that point, passive investments, uh, because that is a big deal for small business. Um, uh, what are you hearing in the discussions you're having with finance department officials? Well, what we're hearing is that the government will go ahead and apply the um, limit of $50,000 from the passive uh, investment uh, for uh, on a yearly basis. And we, of course, have been telling government that that uh, amount is far too low. Um, as a business owner, you need to be able to keep certain investments in your business in order to set money aside, either for emergencies, for your, ret- your retirement, to buy large pieces of equipment. And we worry that, um, you know, the exemption or the limit that they have, uh, that they're thinking about putting forward, the $50,000 limit, is kind of an arbitrary number and doesn't really help um, help businesses to be able to grow. For example, if you're a medium-sized business and you're looking to, to grow, that might not be sufficient for you. And I don't know that any of us could live on $50,000 of retirement income once we are retired. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, we, we just, we find that once again, um, there are the tax experts from across the country have been, you know, telling the government to just basically do not make any changes. There's no need for any type of limit here. Um, and we just need to stick with the old rules that have been working well. And if there are other areas um, where the government feels that there may be abuses, um, we are willing to work with government to sort of focus on that. But this is definitely not an area where we require any changes. Is this coming from political sources or from staff people in the finance department? Well, you know, it's hard to say. Um, we know that, you know, since this government has come to power uh, about two years ago, more than two years ago, they have um, kind of, you know, made this their number one priority. Very early on, we knew that they were going to look at small business taxation. So I would say, you know, it, it, we did receive hints along the way that we were going to see some sweeping reforms that were going to impact our members, small business owners. Um, so I, I mean, it's a 
hard to answer, but that would be my guess. And the problem is that once it's in place, it's very hard to remove, even if the government changes. Exactly, exactly. So what they would have to do is to pass it as, you know, legislation. And once something is passed as, you know, it becomes law, then it's obviously very difficult to sort of, um, you know, go back. Uh, What about income splitting? Is the Mm -hmm. picture any clearer on that? Well, on income uh, sharing, we did uh, receive instructions from from the Department of Finance um, before the holidays. So exactly 2.5 days, 2.5 weeks before the new rules uh, came into effect on January 1st, 2018, with a series of exemptions or bright line tests that are meant to clarify the overall process. Uh, for example, if you are you know sharing income with a spouse over 65, then the rules don't apply, or that you know you can continue um, doing what you were doing. But what we have found is that the rules are not only still confusing to figure out, the bright line tests, as I like to say, are not so bright, but you need to, you know, figure out if you uh, if you qualify for an exemption, and then you will also have to prove to CRA that you qualify for the exemption, and that is where it becomes dangerous. Um, there's also some confusion when it comes to the application of the rules that were announced in December. The government is saying that there's no immediate uh, effect as business owners will be filing taxes in 2019, even though the rules are in effect as of 2018. Um, But that's deeply untrue. For anyone sharing dividends with family members, making payments, you know, throughout this year, you need to sit down with your accountants basically yesterday and figure out if you're doing things properly. Because once you file taxes in 2019, that's where you can be caught, you know, you can, you can uh, get in trouble at that point. What other concerns uh, does the CFIB have with respect to business succession and transitioning of farm and ranch properties to a succeeding generation? Mm-hmm. So this, the business succession issue is one that we have been watching very, very close, closely. We are actually waiting with bated breath because this is an area where we hope to see some progress uh, actually in the February 27th budget. So as part of the original uh, tax proposals that were announced during the summer, there were a number of ideas and uh, proposals in there that would have made it much more difficult and expensive to sell a business uh, to your children. And the government did announce, though, that um, that they, you know, that they would not move forward with new rules around family members splitting, for example, a lifetime capital gains exemption, something that they said, again, that they would have done in the original proposals. So that is good news. But it's it, it's still more difficult to um, and more expensive to sell a business to a family member than it is to a third party. And we believe that uh, we might see something in the federal budget to help address that. Why is it more expensive? Well, um, it, it's very technical, but basically when an individual sells their business to a family member, the difference between uh, the sale price and the original price that you paid for your business back when you bought it is considered a dividend. But if the individual sells the business to an unrelated person, however, it is considered a capital gain. And a capital gain, of course, you can apply the lifetime capital gains exemption, or basically you can apply tax exemption to that amount. So it is taxed at a lower rate, so you keep more of it um, for yourself. Hmm. 
How are changes in U.S. tax rules going to impact small businesses in Canada? Have you looked at that or is that, mm-hmm. I mean, I realize it's a separate point from discussing with the finance department uh, what changes mm-hmm. are coming in a Canadian budget. Uh, but still, it's an important question, it seems to me, for a lot of business owners uh, and small business owners uh, in this country. Mm-hmm. It's definitely an important question, and we've been hearing from actually members of ours um, who are concerned, you know, that the U.S., uh, basically what we have to do is make sure that we remain competitive, right, with our neighbor to the north. We want to make sure that our businesses are not placed at a competitive disadvantage, and the U.S., although, like you mentioned, they are structured very differently, of course, um, but they have been doing some good things when it comes to, for example, spurring innovation. Um, so what we could do, for example, is that we are asking uh, the government to allow businesses to claim um, up to, for example, $100,000 a year for new uh, equipment or technolo- technology purchases. And that just that specific example is similar to a uh, ref- change that the U.S. government actually made recently where they allow their business, small businesses to deduct up to a million dollars a year in capital property investments. So basically, we are trying to, you know, we can start somewhere small. We don't have to do exactly what the U.S. is doing, but basically a way for us to also be able to recognize, you know, investments that are... um, small businesses are making an innovation and if they're trying to, you know, uh, purchase new equipment and new technology to sort of be more competitive with our neighbors and here in Canada. Is the Canadian government doing anything from an innovation standpoint or a uh, a tax support standpoint uh, to encourage uh, particularly small businesses uh, in the current economy? Mm -hmm. There are, uh, you know, innovation has become a, is a very big focus for this government. Um, I believe, you know, last year I was in the technical lockup on budget day and I think I counted the number of words, the number of times innovation appeared in the, in the budget document and it was, it was remarkable, right? So they do, it is a big priority for them. Um, but what we are trying to sort of highlight here is that innovation does not always look like, you know, men with white lab coats looking into a microscope, right? It could be very different for a small business owner. You can be a retailer. You can be any type of small business. You can be innovative in your field. And I believe that's where they really need to recognize that it's not only high tech, high technology, high, you know, um, those types of businesses, but it could be any type of business that is being innovative in their own sector. What we've been saying um, is in order to recognize that, in order to give business owners basically, you know, room to breathe, give them room to breathe. Um, We we know that the payroll taxes and the overall tax burden uh, starting now in the next few years is, is, is increasing, right? We have payroll taxes, EI, uh, employment insurance um, premiums and, and a pension plan premiums going up. Labor costs are increasing in a lot of provinces, including Alberta and Ontario and even in Quebec. So what we're, what we're saying is that you know, if you want businesses to have, uh, to be able to, you know, think about growing their business, think about innovation, thinking about hiring new people or new ways of doing things, you need to be able to give them a little bit of room to maneuver, right? A little bit of space to breathe. More on the federal budget and on how it's liable to impact estate planning in a moment on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.